Hi, everyone, and welcome to the News Agent Podcast. I'm Susie Lysett, Content Manager at Goodlord. Uh, today, we're going to be taking a look at Welsh lettings, uh, Welsh lettings legislation, and giving a bit of an update about what's going on there. Obviously, we recently uh, had the Renting Homes Wales Act that came into force at the end of last year, so we'll be dipping into that. Um, but obviously, I'm not the expert on that topic. So once again, I'm joined by Ricky Purdy, Director of Residential Lettings at Dawson's Property. So hi, Ricky. Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for having me again. And thank you for those kind words as well. I'm, sure I'm an expert, but I can hopefully you know, share a few points along, uh, along the call and conversation. I'd say I'd say you're pretty expert, but definitely more so than me. Um, well, obviously, we, we've we've done these podcasts before, actually, and I think it's become I think this is the third one that we've done specifically around legislation. There is a lot going on in the background, and so I do think it's pertinent to keep coming back to the topic and seeing how things are advancing, and then having a look ahead to see what else is coming down the road, what else is on the horizon in Wales. Last podcast that we did, it was just before Christmas. It was at that point of the Renting Homes Wales Act coming into play. And what we touched on then was the fact that there had obviously been around a six month delay in actually coming into play, coming into force. So we talked around whether that was helpful or not, um, how prepared letting agents and landlords were. I think, though, first, before before we delve into the full topic, before because there is quite a lot to talk about around that, um, Ricky, for those people that haven't listened to, to these podcasts before, perhaps if you could just tell us a bit about you and uh, Dawson's, tell us a bit about the agency as well. That'd be great. Uh, yeah, of course. Um so yeah, we're, we're we're an agency based down in South Wales, um, predominantly in Swansea and, and and east and west of of Swansea as a city. Um, we've got a, a, a fairly sizable portfolio. We've got a, a, a very demographic demographic of of property tenant and landlord types. Um, we we you know been doing this for, for for a long long time now. So I think you know we're very well placed to sort of get a, an understanding of the market on a local regional level level especially. Um, and yeah, hopefully we can sort of, you know, sort of learn from, from that and, and, and where I can share that with, you know, with, with other agents and, and agencies within, within Wales and, and, and further afield, um, to benefit from what we're, we're learning as, as, as we progress our journey as, as Dawson. So, um, so yeah, we've got, like I say, you know, a, a five office network that sort of, you know, is looked after by, you know, a, a large number of, of staff. We've got a very good team, a very knowledgeable team with experience pre and post, um, December changes and, and the Renting Homes Wales Act, um, and uh, we've got an awful lot of very long-standing clients of, of all shapes and sizes. You know, that's new clients, first-time landlords, portfolio landlords, professional corporate clients, and um, so I think it's reassuring for, for for me and for the team that you know their length of of time and their journey with us has been for a long period. So they're they're obviously comfortable and enjoying the service we provide and and and, and likewise our relationship with them. So so that's a little bit of an overview possibly. No, it's great. And obviously because you work with so many of these different landlord types, it does give you quite a good perspective as to what's affecting all different levels of, of you know, whether it is, you know, accidental landlords, whether it is big portfolios and so on. Yeah. It gives you a good perspective as to how these this legislation does affect them and how they can prepare for it at those yeah. different levels as well. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's that's probably one of the main takeaways for us as we learn and we improve our services and our sort of insight into the industry and and, and, and what we do as as a business. You know, as we progressed to plan for what was July last year that ended up being December, as we've we've touched on in in, in previous calls. You know, it became even more clear that landlords and tenants and lettings as a whole can't be you know put into one category you know how a new landlord or a 
an accidental landlord um, approached the new legislation, what they did or didn't have to do, what was or what wasn't already in place versus those clients that are portfolio landlords, professional, semi-professional, have a different outlook in terms of things are a little easier for them in terms of the perception of change because they've maybe become accustomed to it, but then they have bigger financial implications because there are you know, whatever a cost is times X for the amount of properties they have. Um, so so definitely, you know, it was a learning curve for us, as is the process and the progress towards EPCs, which we know we'll talk about later in the call, um, so that we can understand, you know, the the key factors of, of, of a landlord client in this instance, what drives them, what is, what is um, an important factor, what is something that they need to prioritise or can do at a slightly later date. So, um, so yes, the, the mixture of, of, of clients is, 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 is very apparent and we've, we've, we've learned a lot along the way that we've, we've hopefully um, put their way in, in, in their interest and for their benefit as well as us as a learning curve. And obviously you are drawing from the fact to, uh, you know, you do have this a huge amount of expertise, um, you, the agency. Um, so I know that you do have your your training uh, facility as well, which is something which can obviously help address these questions and concerns of the landlords of different sizes that you have letting agents as well that, that may be looking for a bit of guidance. So, yeah, that's definitely something I'm sure that we'll, we can touch on throughout this call. I'm sure that that, that will be uh, that will be relevant to, to discuss yes. too. But let's start with the Renting Homes Wales Act. I think we've done that on the past couple of calls that we've had, the past couple of podcasts. So I think uh, it makes sense to continue starting with that that as the first part of call. How's it going? <laughs> We're a few months in. How, yeah, how, how was the yeah. initial point and, and how's it going? Um, so far with things still to come i I think overall it's you know it's going well um you know there was an awful lot involved in in it as 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 i think we would all we all imagined i think it was probably more all consuming than we'd expected it to be so the process and the progress up until july for that to then be deferred for six months took a little bit of momentum away and sort of took the sort of wind out of our sails a little bit maybe as an industry um and it sort of took away the, the urgency of it possibly for for, for people um, landlords agents agencies um, because there's an awful lot going on and therefore they had a little bit more time so they'll take it from the top of the list of priorities and put it to the second and third so that probably had a little bit of an impact on that that last minute rush on on December um, but we planned as well as I think we could plan in hindsight you know we'll do a sort of a, a debrief on on, on on all milestones and you know some things we would we would do slightly differently but in the main I think we serviced the landlords and the tenants really well we communicated as as often as we we, we thought necessary we didn't do too much we didn't do too little and um that worked well in terms of the communication we got back was you know less than it could be because you know they were reassured with what they were receiving rather than feeling the need to follow up on and get clarity over which was which was nice for us um yes there was a lot of work involved administratively to get ourselves prepared as much as that knowledge for clients you know at december and as is still the case now Susie, and as will be the case for this year and next possibly and there and thereafter it's it's a learning curve we are still doing things for the first time we're still having processes and protocols and and, and scenarios that have happened for the first time since the changes in december that we are needing just to reassure ourselves on get a little bit more clarity on you know before we we, we action and deal with historically under the under the guise of an ast second nature you know we would just be doing what we would do and took for granted for 
10, 15, 20 years. So um, it's learning. We're progressing. You know, we're enjoying it. Importantly, we are seeing what, you know, the benefits can be. Um, and, you know, it's allowed us to communicate more with our tenants and landlords, which has been a, a, a pleasant experience and one of the one of the upsides of it. Um, as we move towards future milestones, the summer, the month of June is another sort of, you know, key date in, in the calendar in terms of written statements and, and, and what agents and landlords need to, to accommodate for, for themselves and for tenants. And I suppose the final milestone then is December this year, which is, you know, the final date for full compliance in terms of, our electricals needs and EICRs and and, and and main smokes and so on. So um, those timelines, you know, six monthly effectively are, are are what you know we're working toward. And each six months, I'd like to think we're getting better, having learned from the previous six months as a as an individual, as a, as a company, um, as a service, but as as an industry as well. I would I would like to think so. Um, so it's been been fun. It's been bumpy. Um, there's been a few challenges and we've had a few, you know, late nights and sort of, you know, sleepless nights even. But um, but yeah, I think, you know, in, in the main, it's been uh, it's, it's been a good exercise. I, I was wondering really whether obviously all of this is going to be taking up a lot more time. It's a lot to get to grips with. Mm. It's a lot, as you say, you're a relatively large agency. You do work with a lot of landlords. So therefore, that's a lot to communicate about. It's great that you do have that opportunity to communicate with your landlords and tenants and get that connection again um, with, with them all but I mean how, how do you manage that that workload you know have you had to take on more staff to manage it if you just had to put in more hours if you had to use technology more efficiently I mean how, how have you managed to to deal with it all I suppose I, I think well outside you know we've 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 not added to the team um, through choice not having the need to do so. So all of all of the other points that you mentioned, you know, we've worked with and, and and we've used to the advantages or our advantage and the client's advantage. So, you know, we prepared for it well. We sort of reallocated, you know, the time that some members of the team have, um, you know, freed up in regard the day to day working lives of, of of lettings, you know, down to their supply and demand and the sort of you know that just activity in general being a little lower than it were was and has been pre-covid so you know we, we've we've utilized the time well and we've we've changed some of our team members role and tasks and done so fairly well some on a permanent basis others to service the administration needs of, of the changes um, so we took it upon ourselves to put more time and effort in to the changes in December from an administration perspective, from a communication perspective, knowing that we would reap the rewards of, you know, of a complete and a very sort of accurate database and not needing to put as much time and effort into it for the other milestones I touched on earlier. So lots of things, (coughs) administrative changes, written statements, communication with landlords and tenants in June that would need to happen in lots of instances, you know, we've already accommodated. So we almost sort of decided to really, really, put a lot of work and time and effort into October, November for December, knowing that we would benefit through 2023, which is, you know, what we're seeing. So we did play to the strength of of, of, of our teams, who those who were very sort of administratively minded, very structured, very clerical, those that had really, really good insight and understanding and confidence in the changes to then communicate with, with the clients by telephone, by email, by Zoom, by whatsapp by office visits and we played to the strengths of of what we felt the individuals clients landlords and tenants as well as ourselves needed so it was a mixture of everything but but 
but ultimately we didn't we didn't we haven't added to the team because we, we we've served it well with with the guys that we you know we have already it does make sense to be able to try and do the administrative bits so then you can be on hand to support your landlords through on and tenants through the yeah. through the actual change itself yeah. have make sure you have plenty of time to have that communication with them because it is so key I think we were just sort of, you know, one of the, 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 the technology sort of aspect of it and, you know, the sort of the, the process involved in that, which definitely do help and assist. So having the guys um, at hand to do what they felt the need to do and also wanted to do and eventually become very comfortable and competent and enjoy doing communication wise um, play to the strengths of that relationship. You know, we didn't feel it appropriate to bring in a new member of the staff that had no rapport with the landlords to talk to them about something so daunting. We wanted the safety net and the reassurance of a familiar name and voice. And, you know, what supported us, you know, yourselves are good, Lord, in terms of how we structured the new occupation contracts, how we could populate and deal with those through the platform um, definitely helped and, and allowed us to to deal with it, how we dealt with it. If we were dealing with the communication as well as the physical administration of changing ASPs to, you know, to the new occupation contract, that would have been a bridge too far, I imagine. Um, in terms of it going as smoothly as it did so so technology a rapport with sort of you know the applicable third parties yourselves being one um, and the understanding of clients and the relationships we have all played their part we will t- we will touch on kind of rent smart whales a little bit later in this conversation but i think have you found that landlords of whatever size it may be whether they are smaller individual landlords and larger bigger landlords have, were they relatively up to date themselves on these changes, or is it really something that you had to go out and educate them on? Good question. I'd say a mixture of a mixture of scenarios. There, you know, we had a lot of landlords that are um, very up to speed, have the time and the inclination to do that, and and the want to do that. Susie, we had, um, a, you know, or not we. There are a core of landlords across the industry that we service within Wales, and of course, you know, in England and, and elsewhere, um, that are non intentionally sort of not playing their part. They just aren't aware of it, or to the extent of it, or appreciate the timeline and how quick you know a day and a week and a month will pass. Um, and then you've got, unfortunately, the sort of, you know, the other end of the spectrum where you've got landlords that are actively deciding not to take part or involve, improve and better themselves or the properties that they interact with and, and the tenants they, they accommodate. So um, a lot of a lot of landlords um, and tenants chose to be involved and done some in a, in, a, in a timely manner. You know, a lot got involved, you know, later in the process and therefore had to act quickly and, and learn a little bit more and, and get that extra reassurance. And I suppose inevitably with, with lots of things that is legislation or, or, or sort of, you know, a, a requirement, you've got two camps within reason, those that choose to and want to because they want to do the right thing, better their knowledge, their experience and their offerings. And then you've got maybe a, the, the, an, another camp, not maybe the only other side, but another camp that will do it through necessity um, because they have to. So trying to juggle those two sort of camps as well as the sort of different types of understanding Um was 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 difficult for us really. So yes, Red Smart Wales have the, the you know the, the the database to sort of communicate with, and and to be fair to them, you know they they did that in the lead up to it through months and quarters and weeks and days, um, and still do so now as as gentle reminders. So, um, um, so everybody would have been aware in some shape or form how quickly they acted upon it was, you know, down to each landlord and you know what they felt and were able to prioritise in there 
in their busy lives and you know and all, all else that's going on outside the property that they rent. With regards to everything that had to change, obviously a lot of it you can help manage, but like the repairs and or maintenance or sort of getting properties up to the the new relevant standards. Have you seen any bottlenecks in actually getting hold of the right qualified people to to make those changes or to upgrade properties? Um, have there been any any issues there? Yeah, for sure. I think you know that was going to be that was inevitable, and 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 I think it will continue to be that way. Um, a the you know the the availability of of skilled tradesmen and contractors. You know, be that electricians, gas engineers, builders, uh, and 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 all those in between, um, and also the cost. You know, the the, the materials and, and 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 the sort of you know the financial elements of improving and, and and sort of adding to or or play their part. So that's where the opportunities are. I feel that you know, um, yes, property standards will improve. Yes, there's going to be a, a far better caliber of property for an awful lot of tenants not that they were anything you know dramatically wrong with them previously it's just that they're getting a little bit better maybe as not to the extent of an owner occupier um but definitely more so than was was the case previously so opportunities for more tradesmen more sort of skilled um contractors to you know to to, to get in, in into the market and, and get a proportion of the work that is there now that will build up um, and, you know, it, it allows us as agents um, and, and an agency to sort of, you know, to help where we can there and expand our uh, our database of contractors and our panel of, of of trades that we want to put, you know, to landlords and properties because they're tried and tested and competitive and, and understanding the local market. So, um, so yeah, that's that's a challenge. It will be as we progress through the year not just for the sort of general condition of a property, but as we head towards the electrical needs and changes in December and thereafter, as, as we progress towards, you know, the needs of an EPC change come 2025. So, um, so yeah, I don't think there's any um, quick fix to that. Um, I just think we need to become accustomed to, um, you know, the, the, the volumes that are there and, and play to the strengths of preparation, time management, timelines and, Trust and professionalism, effectively. You know, if we can really, really trust the the, the companies that we interact with, contractors and, and tradesmen, depending on on how they how they how they're placed, is is all important. I do quite like the way that you talk about that. It's it's quite interesting to see that there obviously is. If you are a contractor, if you are a tradesman, then there's a huge opportunity there because you yeah. are just going to have so much work to do. Yeah. I mean, I think you know, in England, obviously, with the rent uh, with the renters' reform bill coming in and the decent home standard um, expected to be applied to the to the private rented sector the the number of you know, whatever level of job it's going to mm. be like the repairs the upgrades that, that are going to be required it's it, it is a good time to be a tradesperson yeah. a good time to be a contractor but as you say if those skills aren't there it is just going to create some issues okay. it's interesting that to see whether the the government started to to push for those skills a little bit more as they try and up standards across the board within this yeah. industry i think that's you know slightly going off or away from agency possibly but all relevant at the same time and you know we've put over 10 percent probably sort of nearer nearer 15 percent at the moment we've increased our contractor panel you know in terms of a the supply and demand um but also the the amount of, of, of quality and qualified contractors that you know we're happy to, to build up a relationship with and, and put to our clients so would that have been higher if they were more 
contractors and tradespeople that were in a position to do so, I think, yes, that would. Is it going to carry on increasing? Yes, it has to if we're to service the needs over this year and 2024 and thereafter. So there are opportunities in that regard, um, you know, that we see, you know, that's tangible for us. You know, our panel has gone from these many contractors to these many contractors and they're all very, very busy. And, you know, we'll get to a stage where, you know, we won't be able to accommodate the, the, the works that we need to. Um, you know, how to get more trades, more qualified, more skilled, more sort of intentional contractors, you know, into the market that would have an impact on us as an industry. Yeah, I think there needs to be work on their incentives and, and grants and schemes to help people, um, you know, into the world of plumbing or gas engineering or, you know, sort of, you know, the, the work of an electrician, etc. I think there's, 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 there's definitely scope for that because it's probably a timely and a costly thing to to learn as a trade and to become compliant and um and, and, and competitive at obviously as you say it is technically out of our scope out of our remit but it's it's one of those things that it does just show the impact that you know it isn't just letting agents or it isn't just landlords that these decisions affect it is a whole ecosystem it is you know from the trade people from the contractors the people that do the work all the way through obviously to tenants and the impact it has so um you know it is interesting to consider you have to consider all of these different aspects and understand what the impact of these what on the surface seems to be a piece of legislation but you know looking at uh, looking at how far that uh, that feeds into different yeah, definitely, yeah you know there's, there's an awful lot of layers to it as you say and um and some of it is apparent from the outset and others will become more apparent and more applicable as that journey progresses effectively there you know in regards you know the void periods you know the the, the time the requirements in between a tenancy or you know what will be the need pre and post december this year and then as we edge into into the, the realms of epc changes so so yes there's definitely sort of you know i think now we've got time to you know reevaluate and look towards you know the sort of the the, the year of 25 and onwards and we've probably got enough time in some instances to to help ease that burden because you know we can learn from from historic changes but um it's april next week so you see you know this year's flying by already isn't it and you know before we know it it'll be it'll be next year so we need to you know act not just sort of you know plan no, completely. I can't believe quite how quickly this year has gone. We're nearly uh, finished the first quarter. It's quite a shock. Exactly, exactly. Frightening. <laughs> exactly. Um, well, I think that that leads into um, you know sort of the, the next topic, which is well EPCs. But let's look at EICRs as well a little bit. I mean, what what are the requirements for these um, for EICRs? I realise that this is part of the Renting Homes Wales Act as well, or sort of comes under that umbrella. It's you know it's it's, it's much as is the case and has been the case over in England for for, for some time now. So you know we learn a lot of on the back of that in terms of how we could implement it and get ourselves ready as an agent and an agency um, for our landlords current and new um, you know and, and the general rule of thumb is <clears throat> however long you will think it will take double it because of all the resources and, and all the finer details and the practicalities of implementing these things so you know making sure that the properties are fully compliant for new fixed term tenancies under the new rules for new first-time tenants or first-time lets you know so we need our eicrs we need our gas certificates epcs and so on and so on so that's nice and neat and and um and comforting for all involved ourselves landlords and tenants it's a greater cost and an expense that we didn't have as a landlord in wales that we do now outside you know multiple occupancy and student accommodation for example so that's just something that we've become accustomed to and it is it is matter of fact which i think in some instances eases the burden you know you know we are 
we don't worry or we just sort of we, we we're, we're comfortable with gas certificates and the need for an epc and those other things because that's how it's always been so for those new landlords and for you know landlords that are thinking of and getting into into lettings and there is still an awful lot of them you know and it's still great that we're seeing these you know this 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 fresh intake of of, of chosen investors it is what it is for them to be a landlord new um with property one that they will turn into two three four or an empire um is it is what it is which is great that you know the, the the frustration I think lots of landlords have are those longer standing landlords that, you know, look at it as another to do, another cost and so on and so on. So getting those guys on board is a little bit of a tougher exercise, understandably, um, whereas, you know, new landlords that are new pre-December, you know, it's just a it's just a, uh, a conversation and, and another exercise that we need to accommodate before we put their first tenant in and, you know, that's them for five years in regard to EICR and annually for, you know, other things. So um, so that's – and we're comfortable with that, I think. You know, there are big costs to it for some landlords that, you know, they'll need to um, have as an outlay to be compliant from – or for new lets, new fixing contracts, which I suppose it leads on to EPCs in some shape or form in terms of getting properties as as, as efficient as possible and as, 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 as modernised or upgraded as can be the case. So – you know they do fall they do come hand in hand um but um again it's a, it's in each case on merit there property type and, and landlord type as well as you said that does kind of feed into the future what's on the horizon and epc changes obviously epc certificates are, are required right now but it's um the requirements the the ratings that the properties will need to have that that is changing in the near future if you could talk through the the plans for that yeah so well as it stands you know as, as we all know i i, I would imagine and, and hope you all know the, you know the requirement of an epc for you know for a tenancy or the start of a tenancy you know has been the case for a long time and we've become accustomed and used to it that's just second nature for us with the certificates we we've just touched on um you know improving that rating to a c for or during 2025 or from april 2025 is is our next biggest challenge as an industry, if I'm honest with you, and something that, you know, we've started to prepare for because time is not on our side um, as as an industry, not as an agent per se. Um, so, you know, that is definitely um, the, the next challenge that we have and we're needing to communicate well, provide the right information, be provided the right information, uh, you know, and not, you know, misinformation or, or any scepticism that, you know, would, would have a detrimental effect. So getting a property compliant with that sort of higher rating um, is difficult, you know, and, and having a full and, 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 a, and a concise understanding of it for myself as an agent to, you know, to, to relate to the team across our offices, but also to those clients, landlords and tenants is is is, is very apt. And there are as it stands, some uncertainties, you know, we need some clarity on, you know, exemptions, what will, what won't apply, you know, what 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 outgoing financially a landlord may have, regardless of a, of, of a rating. And, you know, what we're going to do pre-April 2025, and then how we will look to accommodate post-April 2025 for those new tenancies um, that are not yet compliant or at that stage not compliant in EPC terms and and may not be for a period of time after 
April because I think that's unfortunately inevitable and is going to is going to be the case. So um, yes, we want it. You know, again, we want to make sure it's a positive. We want to sort of understand uh, you know the thinking behind it. Um, you know, an efficient property is a more comfortable property for those tenants in occupation. We are obviously aware of the cost of living and you know the cost of gas and electric, which is going to rise again in in a few months time um so the benefits are, are there for both tenants in their in their general outgoings landlords with a happy and a comfortable tenant longer tenancies you know tenants choosing to be at a property as opposed to there reluctantly or because there are limited options elsewhere and it's you know it's 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 it, 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 it's a happy compromise but you know getting there is is going to be costly and, and a little frustrating for some landlords so you know the the, the a concern that I suppose we have as as an industry is not making it any more difficult or costly than it is already um, to encourage landlords to, to exit the market in, in crude terms. There's usually, you know, landlords that might take that as a a requirement too far or a, or, or, or a sort of, you know, an expense that they are not prepared to, to, to accommodate or maybe financially can't because, you know, getting properties compliant in, 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 in terms of an EPC it's going to be expensive in lots of instances and that also would you know have some bearing on the aesthetics of properties you know in terms of what what needs to happen change and, and be upgraded so much like in the icr in, in that regard um so you know yeah we need to, to we need to sort of look at this and, and make sure we can we can get the right lead up to it um so that the objective of of, of these changes are a little bit more appreciated and, and taken for what they are rather than sort of something ulterior are any of your landlords already looking at making those upgrades in preparation or is it still a bit of wait and see until we get some clarification on those outstanding parts? No, for sure. I, I think like we, we touched on it earlier, you, you know, the, the, the proactive landlords, you know, those those landlords that are looking at it or have the time to look at it and therefore the resources and the finances to look at it don't often or always come hand in hand. Um, so, yes, we have landlords, you know, now to sort of some communication and some sort of insights that we're giving to our clients already without scaring people unnecessarily because we're still dealing with what we're dealing with here in Wales. Um, so some landlords will say, look, I'd rather, you know, put a amount of money aside per month, per quarter and do some changes now. Others are sort of preparing for it financially and then waiting for the next void period or preempting with the current tenant a change that will happen in uh, in in six 12, 18 months' time, so that could reflect rent, or the tenant could also accommodate a period of time where works are needed to get that property compliant. You know, it's not a quick 30-minute visit for a gas certificate in, in relative terms. You know, this could be a one or two or three or four, five-day exercise, to, you know, to make the applicable changes. So, yes, some landlords are, are already mindful of it, and when they're in a position to, they will. Um, but the vast majority, you know, aren't acting on it yet because they're, you know, they're unaware of it or they're they're choosing not to because April 2025, well, let's call it 24 months from next week, is far, far away. Which is quite scary when you put it into, into that perspective. It's yeah, two years yeah, from next is. week. Um, and with it being so, you know, it is uh, for some landlords, as you say, some landlords may be fine. Um, some landlords may need to be invested a little bit more. Um, are there any incentives any uh, financial support in place or are there expected to be new ones put in place when these new rules um, officially come come into come into play come into play uh, sort of a, a, a yes and a no to all of those points really i think you know we're looking to help where we can as 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 a, 
uh, as a proactive agency, I, I'd like to think, in preempting what is likely to be a requirement for landlords ahead of that. So pre-assessment in relative terms, usually so a landlord can get an understanding of what they need to do to become C-rated, you know, in, in, in 2025. Um, so that is... A proactive approach. Um, you could argue, sort of, um, you know, we're, we're we're putting time and effort and a sum of money into a pre-assessment, um, which will simplify and, and and make it a more cost-effective requirement to implement in two years' time. So, you know, yes, I, I suppose technically we're adding to the list of to-dos of a landlord, but we're helping them and supporting them along the way. We're dealing with it for them, and you know, there's a small cost involved in a pre-assessment that you know is is understandable. But the bigger picture is is the benefit of them so they can plan and, and accommodate grants and um incentives and the like you know yes they they are they are out there um but there's not it isn't clear i don't think it, it's not understood as well it's not communicated as well as it could and should be you know from a local government or maybe a, a national and, and central government perspective um it's seen as complicated. There are caveats and possibly sort of, you know, sort of conditions which make it not feasible. So, you know, I think what is key is to make sure that the right information is made available. Um, the right information from trusted sources, I think, is key. You know, that's what we're working on. I'd like to think our landlords trust us. So when we're talking to them, they take our advice as what it is and at face value rather than be misinformed through social media or or, or, or or other guises. So, you know, trusted sources providing the right information um, with support about how to go about the time ahead is important. Um, but, you know, that's heavily influenced by what we're aware of and what, you know, information can, can be passed our way as a proactive agent or agency or industry even. So I think we need more grants or incentives or more support financially and through sort of guides, for want of a better phrase, or, uh, you know, sort of um, journeys that, you know, the people that will be affected by it can follow um, because they are there, but they're they're very limited and they're, they're difficult to find an action and they're very they're quite complicated to put in place as well. And I think, you know, we know through past conversations that um, when things are are simplified and they're easy to do, you know, the uptake is greater and far quicker, you know. So, you know, know, crude analogies of a 40-page questionnaire to fill out to find out if you're, you know, um, your property's compliant and and you're eligible, um, is a really, really tough exercise for lots of people, you know, even though it will help them financially in the end. And I don't think there needs to be that level of complication for the initial assessments. So um, so maybe a long-winded answer to, are there, is there support? Yes. Is there enough of it? I just don't think there is, unfortunately. And I don't know where that will come from in terms of the, the physical aspects of, you know, those contractors that we touched upon to support and help, um, where the finances will come from, you know, from a, regional or national level in terms of local authorities um but you know i i, I think it's uh, it's definitely something that is needs more consideration and and and, and more offerings despite the fact that the deadline is obviously technically two years away it's obviously can't be they don't have two years to offer that it needs to be sort of yeah. earlier sooner rather than later to make sure that uh, everybody's client compliant by 2025 yes. on new tenancies as well so i think that's you know possibly where you know where you know where we're at we, we communicate quite actively with our local authorities so i deal with three authorities in terms of the catchment that we cover as a brand um, and we've got a good rapport with them and vice versa we help support them in 
stakeholder meetings and conversations about you know how it how we as an industry and an agent can help get that message across to those people that we can communicate with in that trust and that database aspect of it but yes you know we need to break it down into bite-sized pieces because there are lots of opportunities and lots of properties that will be ready and and, and compliant um, for that date but it will also be an awful lot that won't you know and and how do we make those that won't or unable to be by the set date how do we get that the case as soon as possible thereafter um um that's going to be important so you know from, from from a welsh perspective that's rent smart wales that's you know the communication that we have with local authorities on the back of 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 that relationship and vice versa but um but yeah bite size quarterly six monthly sort of timelines is important um because everything takes longer than than, than we plan it or assume it will take and obviously, again, we, we mentioned it earlier, you just mentioned it again there, Rent Smart Wales. How successful would you say that that has been in helping to kind of monitor that compliance, offer support where where relevant, where necessary to, to make sure that landlords and obviously letting agents are hitting these deadlines as and when they need to? Yeah, well, obviously, it's, you know, it's, it's definitely an advantage, you know, and the current climate, you know, there are a lot of people going through that five-year renewal of, of registration or licensing through you know, last year, this year, and and moving forward. So that just brings it to the sort of forefront of people's, of, of landlords' needs and requirements because, you know, they're getting um, contact communication direct from Red Smart Wales and, you know, ourselves as a proactive agent, making sure that the landlords are doing what they need to do. So then we're compliant as an agent with our license conditions to make sure that Susie, the landlord, for example, is registered and, 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 and where they need to be. So there is definitely a... Um, a, a database of communication which is great um, and that's working very very well you know there are lots of people that are um, maybe not quite as active as they need to be with regard to their requirements as a landlord and there are also an awful lot of people out there that you know are not on the Red Smart Wales radar in, in simple terms because they're not doing what they need to do and unfortunately that comes hand in hand with the poor property and, and all that goes along along with it so um so it's definitely it's definitely helping it definitely makes lives easier for those landlords and tenants in wales to be aware of scenarios it helps us as an agent to to reiterate those points and i'd like to think as a proactive agent we can help support rentsmart wales or, or or and the local authorities that you know police the requirements on on, on their behalf i mean it, it can continue to be a good thing but um you know there needs to be more of that or other avenues as well to to, to to catch up the whole audience not just those that are already doing the right thing by being part and parcel of rent smart wells it does seem that there are different ways i mean as, as i mentioned at the beginning you yourselves you do have a training program which is based yeah. around the rent smart wells and those requirements so it is obviously that, that these things are are in place and it is accessible for letting agents for agents or uh, uh, landlords that do want to access that information and easily because I think that's the whole point isn't it it's intended to help support it is intended to make it an easier process to move through all of these things so it's interesting to to see um you know how, I, yeah. how you're involved in it I, I think that's you know so from, from from our training perspective so you know so we've got Dawson's Training Wales that provides the required qualifications for private landlords self-managing landlords as well as agents within an agency you know they need to be to a set level of of understanding of what was life pre-december and what is now the renting homes wales act so that definitely gives us more of an insight in terms of um 
the understanding or the capabilities of a landlord or even agents, you know, and allows us to sort of help and support them become or remain compliant um, and um, expand and further their insight and their knowledge of qualifications that they 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 were they were successful in pre-December you know to add to the changes and the insights that they have so you know it's definitely something that um yes you know vested interest in, in that regards usually because it's a, you know it's a, it's it's a it's a service that we provide but ultimately you know we are doing very well at providing landlords and agents the information that they want and need to have that um will service them well individually as they progress their journey as a self-managing landlord also as an agent within agency so that is that's definitely um one of the 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 stronger points of of legislation changes people are having to as well as choosing to keep up to date with things and we're 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 seeing the benefits of that and that you know the numbers and the uptake of 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 clients taking you know using our our facilities and our training um our training arm are, are increasing regularly which is which which is really really nice and good 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 to see no i fully agree with that um and perhaps just to just to wrap up the conversation really with your with your dawson's training wales hat on um you know we've obviously covered a fair few bits of legislation is there anything else on the horizon that we haven't covered that you think that landlords letting agents need to they need to make sure that they're on it and that they know i think you know I, i think luckily nothing in in comparative terms as big as december and the renting homes wales act or um as big as the epc changes that we need to become accustomed to so you know our 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 focus this year through 2023 is to make sure that those that interact we interact with and we can follow up and support on that we had trained and and had qualified pre-december are as comfortable with the new rules and regulations as they were with those of an ast so i think it's there isn't any large scary points on the horizon i think it's probably a case of just becoming more and more comfortable and understanding and and, and sort of confident in all aspects of, of of letting within wales because everything is happening for the first time under the new regulations you know in from recent months onwards so confidence and reassurance for landlords and agents within an agency is really really important so everybody's giving the right information to and from each other rather than possibly speculating or assuming so um and doing it really personally you know i think that's one of the strengths of ours you know we've got a really small team you know we are agents we are landlords we've made those courses for landlords and agents knowing what they need what they want um and and it's been really really well received as a result and we're local we get it we're in wales we feel their pain and we and we enjoy their sort of their successes when they when they're qualified so it's 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 a nice balance at the moment well, fantastic. I think that's a nice positive bit of advice um, and uh, a thought to, to end on. So thank you ever so much, Ricky, once again for, for chatting with me today. It's always interesting just to see how things are progressing and see see what's on the horizon as well for Welsh letting agents have a think about what they might need to consider. So thank you. No, thanks for having me along. It's been a pleasure and uh, yeah, look forward to maybe the next time. Exactly.